But fans, I know it hurt, but there's no better way to get over that hurt than to help your team. With We're back! Hey, welcome back to another episode of Fire the Cannon, part of the 1012 Podcast Network. I'm Hannah. I'm Rocky. And I'm Megan. And we are Fire the Cannon. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have got a very, very special guest. He's a former Cincinnati Bengal and lifetime Longhorn. And I mean, what can we say? The man looks good in orange, right? You know him as the hero of the Fiesta Bowl, the bringer of pain upon the Sooners. Again, it's Lifetime Longhorn, Quan Cosby, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. How you doing? What's up, ladies? Hook them. Always you. good to be with the fire. Hook them. Horns are always up, man. Always, always. Always. Well, we've got some Enjoy stuff it. to talk about from <laughs> Big D. It was a, a little bit of a painful <laughs> review where we're... You know, wish we could be celebrating under better circumstances, right? But uh, we definitely are looking forward to your insights and everything you've got to say uh, uh, as far as the game went. And, you know, it was really a tale of two halves. So why don't you launch us off? What'd you see? What what, what were we talking oh, about? Oh, I got it real quick, though. What, um, who went? Who went and didn't go? Uh, Megan and I went. Rocky yeah, said not. I will never go to that. Game. That's exactly what I was about to say. I heard you're like, this game is way too emotional. <laughs> well, it's think. not, it's not just the emotions, it's everything about the environment. I just yeah. don't like anything about it. And I'm happy to watch from home. Yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> it was um no, 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 same. It was uh very cool because I guess usually I'm working it, so I got to kind of feel the environment. Uh I had, got my first Fletcher's. All of that was, was pretty cool. Um, first ever? Oh, first ever? ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the team buses yeah, don't really stop. Awesome. By. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, right? I mean, there's so many <laughs> things that we, we get to play on the field. And, and honestly, my ritual after a win was a turkey leg. So I, I didn't really have the Fletcher's. But um, it, it was, uh, it was, it was, oh, okay. It was, it was, it was it was tough. Let's be real. <laughs> Man, I went from being like goosebumps, hair on my neck standing up, ready to freaking just go crazy, whoop somebody. And then, you know what, honestly, there was kind of that moment too where I was like, this is why we got our man. And I still believe that. By yeah. the way. I was yeah. like, this is, I was like, because let's be real. Lincoln Riley's an absolute beast. We, 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 we respect him. Don't mean we like him. <laughs> we respect him because he's a beast. I mean, and, and we, I don't know that I felt confident of us having the ability to outcoach him before. And I was like, dude, schematically, and, and I'm talking, he's so innovative and he's so good schematically. I'm like, but we got our home dude now. Take that. And that did happen. And then the second half, unfortunately, knowing football, being around it, the swings of that game, way before the game was tied up, I had something in my gut. And, and my buddy was beside me, and he's like, dude, we're still up. Why are you? And I was just had standing up, arms folded, 
And he's like, dude, you're in a zone. I was like, I don't feel good. And, and I just went in a zone and I quit talking. (laughs) Like I was literally for, for ultimately, I just quit talking and I was just watching intently, just kind of watching some of the body language, the way it was all working itself out. Then unfortunately the things happen and I just saw it unravel. Um, and, and I, I've talked to a lot of people about certain levels of the mindset and, and where I think we still need, have ways to go. And, and, and then there's the, the sadness for me. Sure. It's the game, but it's not the game. It's, it's more, I do know a lot of those kids out there now. And now I'm like the, you know, the, the old school dude. I was so sad for them, man, because they worked their butt off and it unraveled the way it did. And, and the highs of the highs to the lowest of the low. And dude, I even sat for probably 30 minutes after and just watched the celebration because I've been a part of them. And I don't know why I did that to myself, but I couldn't really move because I was in shock. And so that's kind of my long way of kind of rundown of watching it. And uh, so many things happen, uh, some phenomenal ones and some not so good. And and that that's football. But what a game. If it wasn't my team that lost, I'd be saying <laughs> one of the coolest games I've ever been a part of. But would, would you buy the shirt, though? Would you buy the shirt for a regular season game if we had won? So <laughs> at, at the University of Texas, we don't make shirts for regular season games. Um, we we had that commentary. We, yeah. We've been there before. All right. We don't rush honestly, the field. I'm kind of blown away that they did that. Oh, I'm not. They, Listen, when we may talk about that school over there, kudos to them for having a good one. That is what they do. They make cups. They make koozies. They make shirts. They make rings, apparently, too. They make see that? rings. Yeah, they engrave rings. They say 74 to 72 or whatever. They did that? Oh, yeah. They made rings. The LSU. LSU. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep, sure did. So I expect that of them. For that to happen to Norman, and, and I want to actually mention that. I'm blown away by that, but that tells me a lot more. They know what's in the works. They see it. They're happy about that win. And for them to make shirts, that's pretty revealing for what I feel like is to come in the future. So a lot of emotions, um, like, you know, Sark said, he's so proud of the guy's effort. And I'm just sad at a couple of injuries, super sad about those and just, Hopefully uh, we can we can overcome it, learn from it and bounce back. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I have to agree with you. I do think them rushing the field is more a commentary on oh, where Texas stands as a program. That was weird. Aren't, weren't they ranked number six? Yeah, funny. I, you would have yeah. thought it was the other way around, right? <laughs> We've been saying the last few weeks, like everyone thinks Texas, Texas is their Super Bowl. Texas is their Super Bowl. And who are the Sooners? Oh, you ain't nobody's Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. What did they do? Rush the field when they were ranked number six. <laughs> So, oh, so yes, we were your Super Bowl. And yeah. I sat there and think I was like, and I, and I was sitting there trying to process it. Like I said, I was in a little bit of a shock, but I was like, have I ever seen anybody rush the field? Have I? It, ever? I, I, I was I like, no, CB, never not at that game. Not, not at, at that, that game. game. I, I think our dude uh, CB uh, had had posted something recently. I think the last time Texas rushed the field was against a game uh, against Houston in like 1991 or something like that. It was a reasonable amount of time ago. So it has certainly been a while. Well, but I'm yeah, thinking that, that game, I remember when we played, the, there, which maybe that's kind of the story of the times because 
workforce that we were talking about it before. It's kind of a workforce issue, and you may then maybe they can't get enough security people. But there was two hundred security people to make sure that was a big no no because right. you got the celebration, you got all the other stuff. They know how heated that game is, and um, so that was really strange. That again, just so much of just wild craziness about that game. But sitting there watching that, I thought that was pretty surreal as well. Again. You're the higher ranked team. You've been right. in the college playoff. Right. You do have a lot of big 12 championships. So people wonder and they ask in Oklahoma, put it like this, Oklahoma fans get so mad. Well, we could have went to the SEC by ourselves. We could have did. Uh, no, no, no. You just showed why you absolutely needed in Texas to go to the SEC and, and, and why you're still is win or not. You're on the coattail. And that's why people hate us because. Yeah. Whatever. Love them or hate them. Texas leads the way in a lot of things. And they they they're the head of the decisions. Right. Like I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I was I was sitting pretty close to the field um, and Quan, like you, I stayed after the game to let the Cotton Bowl empty out. I hate dealing with that sea of humanity, especially after a game like that. Um, watch the celebrations. But as I was down there, even on the Texas side, security didn't care. I saw plenty of people come down because I was on the second row right by. Uh, uh, one of the entrances onto the field and mm-hmm. security. We, there were a ton of people coming down there trying to get on the field. And the guy at security was like, well, it's trespassing. So if you get caught, you get arrested. It's not my fault. Go ahead. <laughs> like that's literally, those lying. are the words that came out of his mouth. I was like, all right, man, I guess is what it is. But um, yeah. I would, I would it, it, to give a shout out. Cause I saw someone um, who's an absolute beast. I don't know if y'all watch golf, but the Ryder cup, uh, Scott Scheffler, Longhorn, Awesome. I saw him afterwards and he was chill and I, I said what's up and he was like oh man and him and his, his friend was like the dream years and I had no idea what they meant by that but he's like you you I was like dream years there's like man you were back when we won a national championship so it was really cool to have it. I'm like bro no you just won the Ryder Cup and you're an <laughs> absolute beast you beat the number one golfer so it was a cool conversation and it actually did help calm my nerves because I was good I was super pumped to see another Longhorn and by the way talking about that game you have this guy won a Ryder Cup what two weeks ago and one of the things is on his list is like, oh, but I got to get to Dallas, to <laughs> Texas OU. So it's just get Disney World, cool. right? Forget wow. Disney World. I'm going to Texas OU. I'm going to the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, there's been a lot of chatter about the stats and, you know, Babers had a lot of commentary on that. Looking <laughs> at it now, we did see some breakouts, right? Xavier had himself a game. No question. He was uh, number one among all freshman wide receivers. Uh, he, he took the record for that. He's number one in the big 12 in receiving yardage with 514 yards, number one in the big 12 in touchdowns with six, uh, number seven in the country in yards per catch 21.4. So big rebound game at 261 yards for OU against OU, um, you know, didn't have a, have a great game against TCU, but he responded, uh, you know, Quan being a wide receiver, how did you feel about X? What did you see? What are you excited about? Man, that kid, I, I can't say it enough that he, he's a, a young man, I guess. I need to call him a kid. I'm getting old. Um, that young man, he's just a beast, man. His mindset. And, and that, I guess that's when I said I got super sad is because he had a tough game at TCU. Um, and, and you know what's cool when I think about the mindset of, of the, the players that's actually what I'm looking for. You have a, well, your worst game, you're a freshman. 
How do you fix that? You bounce back and you have a record-breaking game. And I think when we have 22, 44, however many players with that mindset, holy cow, man, that's what we're going to have in the first half. That's what we kind of saw in the first half. So, so pumped for him. And, man, freaking Casey, he just continues to ball out. Um, he, he never really wavers and, and five TDs, no picks, you know, and I don't like to, I mean, again, and he's going against Oklahoma where his dad went, Rattler, all that gibberish who I don't think he's up for the Heisman anymore, by the way. No. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, and it's just cool, man. And, and, and Bijan, I mean, what do you say? And, and, and dude, I, I remember sitting there when he had the run, I was like, Oh my gosh, his eyes moment, <laughs> you know. And, and I mean, there and where you have Bush, you have Reggie Bush. Listen, the guy, arguably one of the best players, top five to ever play the game. For him to say he jumped up, the thing if he watched his own film, that'll make a lot of us jump out of our seat. But for him to jump out of his seat and, and say that was unreal, that tells you how dynamic and how crazy. So many positive things about the game um, was, but you know, again. Happy for all of them on, on one hand, but know that we have a freaking work to do on the other one. And we, we have to respond better, um, especially on the hostile side. We have to, um, we, you know what, as much as I'm going to talk about the, the collapse, we did actually, I saw the progress. We responded when we got down and we went down there and scored. That's progress that I have not seen in years and years. So it's just like we're we're just so freaking close, and um, and certainly need to make some improvements on the defensive side. But we're so close. No, I agree. I I, I definitely think that was something that we saw. Uh, I, I have to say, coming out in the second half, I felt like the intensity wasn't there. You know, when those guys came out of the tunnel and they came and got those two quick scores. I haven't heard the Cotton Bowl that loud on the Texas side in a really long time, but it wasn't just the fans, man. The the team was hyped up and running around and they're interacting. And I haven't seen that kind of intensity from a Texas team in a really long time. And then we switch over to that second half and it's kind of like they're jogging onto the field, right? They're, they, there was just something a little different. And I don't know what that shift was. The, Rocky, did you see the same thing? The shift was Caleb Williams. I mean, the shift was that, you know, fourth down where he just ripped them for how much? 70? Well, how many yeah, yards? 60, was that yards, 67 yards. Yeah. And th- there was the chase was there, but that was just like, holy cow. I see why when, and we knew he was going to be a baller, but th- we, we knew when they were like, we want Caleb. It, they knew this isn't Rattler's year and look at this baller on the bench. So then once Caleb is out, I mean, I know that kind of lightning in a bottle, Hail Mary stuff that he was doing with literally he connected on how many Hail Marys. And it wasn't even just like, I mean, like Casey had some beautiful planted his feet, deep throws that were intentional and, and, and strategic and gorgeous in the receivers. And on time. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, not that Caleb probably couldn't plant his feet and throw, but he didn't have the time. His were like just freaking Hail Marys, and he couldn't have been luckier on a few of those. And he probably is just as talented once he has more time with his receivers. He walked out there without being the number one guy and just rode 
rode all over that defense and ran the ball through the ball. And then once he was throwing the ball and getting our, getting our defense off a bit, who wakes up from the dead Brooks. And <laughs> where was he the first half when Bijan was highlight reel after highlight reel second half, it was all Brooks, all Caleb. And it was just, it was just a whole two completely, not even just two halves, two completely different games. Yeah. So yeah. Quan, you mentioned earlier, you know, you know how this thing is. And there was just something inside you that was like, mm, this is 64 minutes. We're not done. There's just, this is freaky. I kind of felt that at the time anyway. I remember looking up and we were only ahead by eight and going, we're about to start the fourth quarter. This is not good. This sucks. I did rewatch most of the game. <laughs> I omitted the fourth quarter on purpose, but um, in rewatching it, I noticed that even in the first half, there were things that started to kind of unravel that we didn't necessarily notice at the time because we were ahead by at least a touchdown to at times three touchdowns, but there were moments where they kind of steadily like started chipping away. Did you see that also? Yeah, you did, because ultimately the, the best teams on the planet, um, especially consistently, Coach Brown had this cool thing, and we've talked a lot. Anybody who played for Coach B talked about it. You have to be consistently good to be great. And that trickles into so many comparisons where you think about the military. The reason the Navy SEALs say make my bed is because that little, those little things about being that good and being that elite matter. And so some of the little things start to unravel a little bit. And, and some of that, I mean, damn near perfection you saw early on, it just started. I mean, it was, it was insanely perfect, to be honest with you. And, and you know, and, and, and Rocky, you made a good point, too, from the standpoint of with, with Williams, they actually still did a pretty good job versus him. That's why I say we're so close. We're, we're going to be hard on the defense because you gave up 300 and you gave up 300. But the, it was, as Sark would put it, what would say off schedule plays. It was, it was, you know, third and 20, another, I could, that's like our Achilles heel, like third and 15 plus is just so wild to me, but it was those things that, that bit us, that we just have to, to your point, if we have that discipline on a level of greatness those things can't do it. I mean, and even to this, listen, that guy made a phenomenal catch. I think it was Mims. Screw that. <laughs> knock him out. Take 15 yards. Because you know what we need is time to cl click. We need time. So you giving up a 15-yard penalty, oh, well, let that clock right. keep running. You know, and so those little just football kind of savvy components to the game and the little things about it is, is what – we're still getting to, we're still growing. We're still um, kind of getting through there. And, and again, I, like I said, I don't want to talk about anybody in the past, but they're psychologically, we, we missed a lot in the last few years and um, the, the levels of the game and the dysfunction of culture that Sark six games in, and he's still working on a lot of those things, but I still by today, because I think yesterday was Monday, and I mean, Monday after text, so you were just trying to get our get our life back together, especially after a loss. But today <laughs> yeah. I woke up and I was like, "Golly, man, I can see it, I can see it, I can see it." We are. I actually got a little fired up, and, and you know the cool thing, if you're a competitor, the best thing about this is 
you got another top 15 team rolling in the town. Like, no better way to take out that insane rough loss than to – and by the way, it's even better. They have Oklahoma on their jersey too. No, it's not that (laughs) Clemson guy. But (laughs) – Picture the worst it. state ever. Like, like, <laughs> go not go take it out on. Like, I'm literally getting fired. Go take it out on them. And so, just um, yeah, all, all those things. Just that 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 level of discipline, and it's draining. You know, I mean, I watch a game and I'm a little exhausted afterwards. So it's draining. So those guys in the first half got a little exhausted with with the way it was going and kind of ran out of gas by the end. But that's how you build callus. That's how it grows. Get in those moments. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, Quan. So Alex Lowe put out an interesting stat. You know, you just mentioned all gas, no breaks, right? All gas. So Texas averaging in the first quarter plus 51 on the point scoring. Fourth quarter this year, We've been minus eight. So we're all eight. gas, all gas, and then all breaks. Um, no, we're, we just sputter out of gas. We're like all fumes. <laughs> I, I know it's going to take time to figure out in-game adjustments and working with the crew we have and building the depth, especially when, you know, if, if the offense starts going three and out and the defense is getting exhausted um, or getting, like he's, Sark has said, unfocused late in the game, um, that kind of stuff takes practice with coaching them up. What are, what are you seeing that you think we're plus 51 in the first quarter and minus eight in the fourth? And like in this game, the second half was just a different game. You know, for, for me, it's a little bit of the, I could talk about us. I, I, I do feel like it a little bit translates. There's such a business perspective that we never got too high when we did well. We never got too low when we did bad. I think the, the, the current guys are very emotional. It's an emotional game. And we will celebrate, especially if A-Rose get a pick. He's going to run a good five yards and celebrate with his brother's but he's not going to run 20 yards. He's not going to run down the field, you know, and, and I saw that when, when I got the pick, they run a long way. And I'm not saying it's bad. Celebrate, you know, do good stuff. But I don't think they understand in four quarters, they they used to wear all these metrics. I remember Tom Herman would talk about, they tell us what the speed is, what the breadth is, what their air comes in. All that stuff matters, man. It, it truly does. And so go do it. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm a machine as much as, you know, it's just tough to say this because Saban just took an L, but I don't care. He has, what, seven rings? And I remember when it really clicked to me with, with Saban um, was he won one of them and literally on the podium, he started talking about next year. And I was like, I mean, is he that angry? And I was like, no, he's not that angry. He's a machine. This is what he expects. This is what he, this is what he works for. And I think between the ears, there's going to be a time where these guys are going to celebrate because you should because it's an emotional game. But the celebration is not going to be to the detriment of you being exhausted by the end of by, by mid fourth quarter. It is not going to be, you know, again, I score a touchdown. I get hype. I'm walking with my boys. But instantly I'm, I'm back to what do I what do I have to do next? Where, where am I going here? It's, it's, it's just a different kind of business perspective. So, because I, I, I know their strength coach is phenomenal, and the, he, he does a really, really good job. And these guys, by the way, they look like Under Armour mannequins. They're all so great, but physically, what really can get you out of the loop and, and what causes you to lose focus is mental fatigue. 
And so I think the mental fatigue piece of it, we're still building that up. That's, that's the portion of the game that we're, we're trying to get to. And I, and I feel like knowing how much I absolutely believe in, uh, you know, this staff that, that they're going to get to uh, sooner than later. Cause I mean, you look, you go back to tech game, you know, we, we gave up some bombs at the end of that one. Um, you go back to the TCU game that could have been very lopsided, but we give up a 99 yard drive. You know, there's just certain things, even going back to what you said, Hannah, you go back and watch that game. You're like, Oh, this started kind of unraveling a little bit before then, um, you know, and, and the way I nerd out on watching the games, I'm like, man, you just have to have that mentality that you're always on par. Yeah. Not saying the game's going to be perfect, but your, fo- your focus needs to be. Yeah. And, and I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, looking at this, something that was mentioned, you know, that kind of mental fatigue and giving up those, you know, Rocky, you brought up, there were some long bombs that we just dropped. Right. And Quan, to your point, I do think you kind of have to have that Ted Lasso mentality of be a goldfish, right? You gotta, you gotta get over those big plays and, and be ready again. One, one stat that came up from CJ Vogel, Texas allowed seven plays of 25 or more yards against Oklahoma and those seven plays accounted for 317 yards and three touchdowns. Those big plays were definitely the difference you in the game. take those plays out, uh, I think they were giving up like 4.2 yards a play. Right. Instant, right. Which is and, phenomenal, that's, especially versus a Lincoln-Riley offense. And so right. that's, that's it in a nutshell. If you take away those plays, I mean, ultimately they came back and, and it cost them the game. I mean, those seven plays, those off script, those bombs, those – Running around those drop a you know ball and throw a touchdown, uh, the counter um, that you're so fatigued. Now you're running to the block. Boom! Kennedy Brooks runs. You know it's just those little bitty things that 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 unfortunately turn into really really big things in the game of football. And I, and I think that that's playing sixty minutes of those lack of of, of focus moments. Is, is really what I think is a difference in us being dang sure where we want to right. be. Right. Yeah. I, that's something that I was noticing too. It, it seemed like when Caleb Williams came in now, Rocky, you brought this up too. Holy crap. Had some crazy Hail Marys and plays that 99 times out of a hundred, any other time w- would have ended disastrously for them. You know, there was one, he threw the ball as he was going down, he was halfway tackled threw the ball up it bounced off a defender into his tight ends hands and and they they got the first down on that right that doesn't happen in any other world so there were definitely some crazy things but one thing I did notice about Caleb Williams and I think this speaks to our D-lines maybe loss of focus here Caleb would seem to hold on to the ball just a little bit longer you know he'd let that play take that extra beat to let the play develop pull the ball back and draw the defense in where they would bite they weren't necessarily staying as disciplined and staying home, you know, like the Sony Clark stand-up, right? His discipline of staying at home where he was supposed to be, stop the play. I, it seemed to me that Caleb just had that extra little beat that was making our guys bite and drawing them in. And then boom, their line would open up and Brooks would be gone or Caleb would throw a long bomb where we didn't have the protection where we should have. And I felt like that, that was a massive difference in the game. Again, caught, leading to some of those larger plays, certainly opening it up. What are your thoughts yeah, on that? You got to give him his due. You know, Sark said it best. He said the guy never really just looked uncomfortable. You know, he, he really never. Spencer clearly did. And 
and, and made some mistakes because of it. But for some reason, when that guy came in, and it could be he's that dude, which crap, we got to see him for a few more years. But he could be that he's that dude and he never felt uncomfortable. Guess what? I say crap, we got to see him for a few years. Sam Bradford didn't either, and we whooped his butt. So I'm not saying we won't win the game. Love it. Yeah, but love it. It's, 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 uh, it's just how to respond to those things, how to respond to sudden change, because a change of quarterback is sudden change. And and that's just a new opportunity. It's fresh legs. It's it's all the above. And he's young. So get even more pressure on him and, and find a way. And when and then when he make a play, don't take, oh, it's the end of the world. No, we, we got to go back and get this cat. And because, again, we got them in a lot of third down uh, situations, even when, when when he came in. But they just made some crazy play. And I guess that's another piece of it. And I'm even thinking about it coming to, to Oklahoma State. Um, who's going to be that Joseph Osai? Um, you know, if you think back to last year's game versus Oklahoma State, Osai said, I got this. We saw, I mean, I, I remember I get goosebumps. That was a phenomenal game. Like he has sat Sanders for, for, for the game. And I, and I guess we're going to continue to, you know, figure out who's going to be that motor, who's going to, you know, kind of make that play the same, um, you know, kind of perspective of, of Williams. He did balled out, made plays, threw it up, gave 50, 50 balls. Um, we need a couple of those on our defense uh, to, to have that same mindset and bigger than that. I think they have the mindset. They want the mindset, but have the execution follow it. So, you mentioned the Osai tie, you know, edge rusher guy who had second half of last year was outstanding. As we know, do you think it's a lack of personnel? Like we just don't have the dude that can do that. Or do you think it's a philosophy and scheme thing that we're not seeing that type of constant heat on the quarterback? Like we did even last year. You know, that's tough to answer because ultimately you can, you can have some, in the game of football, you can have snacks in the middle and his job is to take two guys so the linebacker comes open, but he kicks their butt so bad he splits them, he gets a sack. So that wasn't really the scheme, but it worked out that way. Right. So you, you can have a, a back safety. I mean, you think about even um, my man's interception in that game. He was back just doing his job, rather throw it to him. So did he make a Deion Sanders one-handed pick? No. And so it, that, 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 that's tough to kind of say. I just think it's it's really a motor. It's a mindset. It's a determination. And, and, and going back to what we keep talking about, it's a focus. It's I want to be that dude. And so it's not a knock to any of the guys. It's just a, I can't wait to see it. Who wants that bad enough so that it's not a question? It's going right to step now, up and do it. We got to do it. You know, it's, it's not a question. You know what? Who, who did it on their side? Because he even sparked Kennedy Brooks was MIA. But what did he do when Williams came in and started balling out? So when you have that dude, it literally synergistically has everybody balling afterwards. It, it energizes every aspect. Their defense started balling. Now, we helped them a little bit because we started getting in third and long that we didn't have in the first half. And that's the, the key to their, their defense was their D-line. Third and long, they're teeing off, you know, and, and, and they're going to be a hard job for you. So that really, I don't know if it's scheme at times because 
the same guy that called that defense in the first half was the same guy that called the defense in the second half. And it just all kind of works out in different ways. Some, you know, people, a lot of people are riding on PK right now, um, not just from this game, but the numbers over the season so far do not look good. We're over a hundred in rankings in total defense. When you look at this game though, the Texas OU game, the first half with the film he had on Spencer Rattler, he had Spencer Rattler's number, right? And so they controlled him. They frazzled him. They rattled him. I know like Hannah used, likes to say, he, of course, once again, got benched. This time he didn't get to come back in and be the fourth overtime savior, but they had someone even better ready to go that day, ready to go. But what PK did to prepare for Rattler was perfection. It was working and he was gone. Unfortunately, like I said, they had somebody ready to go, <laughs> but if I have a feeling if he had a few games of film on Caleb, maybe it could have gone a little different. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that perspective. I mean, he had, and not just Rattler Brooks, Brooks didn't do crap in the first half. And that combination of, of, right. of having the game plan ready for them. Sims. It was a lot of off. I mean, think about it, go back to it. Seven plays accounted for 335 yards, 31 yards, whatever it was. And so those are the plays where you can talk scheme, you can talk a lot, but at, at the same time, they throw it up to me sometimes on a scramble play. Me and Colt, Colt and Chip, we were really good at those. When things got off schedule, we we're like, perfect, backyard ball, you and me, one-on-one, who's going to win this battle? And, 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 and that's what we, we won a lot of those battles. Um, and on time, they went – they went pretty great too. So it's just, um, I think it's football. The, the beauty of it is all of this, man. It's, it's not perfect. It's crazy. That game is a whole nother monster of it, but, um, man, it, it hurt, uh, so, so bad, but at the same time, um, dang, I, if, if they keep doing what they're doing, as crazy as it sounds, this was a loss, but I do feel like I saw a better team than I saw versus TC. I saw a better team than I saw versus Arkansas. If they keep moving in that direction, really good things will continue to happen. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. The the team, the drive, the the playmaking that we're seeing is developing. You know, we we've got Casey in now. I don't think there's any question that he's the dude. And again, I will I'm going to say it again just to be clear. There shall be no Casey slander in this Longhorn circle, right? Like, I don't understand people trying to go after Casey. He was like, damn near perfect. It's happening. It's happening. And it's ridiculous. Dumb, dumb. Um, right. You know, I, I mean, three, what, three something. I don't know the exact number. 388, 389. No No interceptions. None. No interceptions. Five touchdowns. Those numbers are staggering, especially in an OU game. I, I, with all that emotion, everything going on, Casey did what he needed to do. He was the leader. And I I love to see that. And we're seeing that develop more and more. I think we're seeing the team on the offensive side. And and I think on the defensive side too, they're starting to trust their guys more and more. Certainly the offense is learning to trust Casey more. They're getting more comfortable. I think that's what we're seeing developing defense. I would like to see a little bit more adjustment. I I think that's something we're still struggling with a little bit. And I don't necessarily think that's a a play calling or a scheme issue. I think that again, Juan, like you were saying, it's more that mental game, right? It's just making those small mental adjustments, you know, Overshone has been all over the field. He's been incredible. And, and I will sing that kid's praises. He's NFL bound. I have no doubt in that, but 
he missed some tackles. You know, we saw Brockermeyer was leading, leading the team with tackles. What I was seeing is Overshone would fly in with that intensity and he was going for those big Quentin Jammer kind of <laughs> slams, right? He wanted to bring the heat and bring the boomstick, but the wrap up maybe necessarily wasn't there. There were certainly a lot of yards that Oklahoma gained after contact. So, but again, to me, that's not a personnel issue. That's just that mental finish the play finish, you know, make the small adjustments, finish the play. And, and Quan, I have to say too, I'm a, I'm a glasses half full kind of gal. I, I, I hated this game. It hurt. It broke my heart, but I did walk away feeling shit. This wasn't a, this wasn't an ass whooping. This was, we had control of this game and I'm not blaming officiating, but it certainly didn't help <laughs> Texas. It, 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 it didn't, yeah, we didn't get the calls. I mean, Oklahoma didn't get called until the second half for the first penalty. They were holding all day long in first situations that Oklahoma was. I counted at least seven or eight holes. By at 54. least it was at happening least. all day, all day. And, and, you know, Texas had put themselves. We had some false starts even yeah. on our end of the field. That shouldn't have happened. We were putting ourselves in a position to make those third down plays longer, harder to deal with Oklahoma wasn't we weren't getting the calls that were putting Oklahoma in that position either. Yeah. The point of the issues is ours is more pre-snap right. you know, versus theirs that that we thought were legit, but they they, they happened during the speed of the game. Now right. we, we can't now that one can't blame them. Yeah, you know, right. But that that one everybody on the planet knew if you step out of bounds you step out of bounds you can't come back in and catch it. Step out of bounds under your you own can, power. And it was that's a ineligible. Huge third down throw. Yeah, right. that was a massive that, that changed first one to touch the ball. Changed a lot. No nope. how they didn't review the actual right thing is beyond in in the day of instant replay, how do you still get a call wrong? Well, the worst thing is they did it. They, they, they reviewed, reviewed it and said it was They reviewed the case. No, like, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's Again, inexcusable. Fun fact, where I was sitting, I was on the 10-yard line, directly on the second row, directly where the review official was reviewing everything. And I, I, I have a voice that tends to carry a little <laughs> bit. I think he uh, probably heard what I was saying. And I mean, all of us, we were all screaming, he was out of bounds, look at this foot. And, and still, for that, like, to, I agree. I, I don't understand how that kind of just egregious errors, how those keep happening. Well, I will say this, I wish it was mutually. I wish we were special. But I watched the NFL game last night that I was blown away at some of those blown calls. I don't, it is literally, I don't know what's happening post COVID, but it is like referee bad. It's two things. There's no, they're competing on what's the worst right now. Kickers and referees. Yeah. It's like, what, what is, I mean, I text the guy, Darren, Darren um, Simmons is the special team coordinator at, um, he's a smart butt too, who went to Kansas. At Cincinnati, and I, and I don't, I try to leave these guys alone, but I text him. I was like, "What the hell did I just watch?" He said, "Dude, please, when you figure it out, tell me." <laughs> By the way, it actually reminded me a little bit of what I watched in y'all's game, <laughs> and so I said, "Touche." <laughs> so <laughs> between right. those two, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> All right, well, we'll, we'll wrap up uh, the well, final thoughts on the Texas OU game. But I have to say quickly, Megan, I am all with you. No Casey slander on this in our feeds because Homeboy is averaging 318 passing yards a game in Big 12 play. Three games, 
over 300 yards average. That's insane. This ain't about Casey. This is the, the, the issues that fall apart in the second half. Things to go around, but it, it ain't all on Casey Thompson. He's balling. All right. So yes, I too was heartbroken. I was, I went to ACL and it was just, I was just too sad and went home and didn't even stay for any of the big shows. And then Sunday, I didn't even go to ACL because I was still so sad and didn't sleep, woke up at 3 a.m. like, fuck. And then we, <laughs> it's, it's, this has taken years off my life. And I almost for like two seconds yesterday said, I'm not even going to watch the Titans. Oh, wait, I, that game just started. Better put it on. Because I was going to, here we go again. <laughs> we're, 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 we would live much longer if we didn't, if we weren't so devoted. Any other final thoughts on Texas OU? You know, again, other than the, 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 the finish, what a phenomenal game by both teams. Kudos to them. Um, a, a lot of the times we as fans, and especially I have to say this now, because Roy Williams, OU Roy Williams, one of my boys, Tommy Harris and Vince had a deal after us together. We do absolutely hate them on game day and really every other day too, but it's not real hate. Um, pay attention to the guys dapping each other up afterwards and, and giving the respect that's due. And this year, fans getting in their face. But I actually saw OU dude push a fan back off of one of our guys. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, don't do that. So uh, crazy freaking good game. If my team didn't lose, I would have been, oh, my gosh, I'd still be on cloud nine. But uh, it is what it is. So good game, but uh, just didn't work out the way we wanted it. I love it. Well, with that, let's definitely jump in to the preview of Oklahoma State. So, Quan, again, you are, for the first time in a long time, able to enjoy as a fan. So I have to ask you a quick question. You're going to jump by the tailgate this week because it's a little <laughs> bit early. Hey, Come on by. Over by Stan Jack. You know what? If I have this deal that I may have to do, and I think it's a couple hours before, which would be huge because that'll actually get me there early enough. So I'll certainly give you all text because I have not been able to come by well, yet. Well, I mean, but um, this, uh, this, this actually may be the first time that I can truly come by and say, what's up? Hard so, take. I love uh, it. I will, I will try, man. I, I, hold on. What y'all got over there? Early game? Y'all got some mimosas? Pizzas yeah. and Bloody Marys. We're going to have breakfast tacos and all kinds of crazy stuff. Come going on, on. Man. Right. At, no matter what time the game is. Absolutely. <laughs> and something I do want to say that we're also going to have for all the tailgaters out there that are listening. If you guys haven't checked out Gridiron Metal, they have got some incredible grilling accessories. We're talking grills, we're talking chimney smokers, anything. It's all laser cut metal. They are officially licensed with UT. Hannah is so happy to talk about this. It is the perfect burn orange. We would not have it any other nope. way. And so if you're looking to hype up like at home or at your tailgate, definitely check out gridironmetal.com. Throw in that discount code CANON12 for 15% off and you get free shipping on any order over $100. Again, that's CANON12, C-A-N-N-O-N-1-2 for that 15% off. Check it out. It is fantastic. They've got great stuff. We're definitely going to be using them for our tailgate to OSU. So let's jump right into Oklahoma State. Hold on. You what are the grid, keys to the grid iron, What is grid the iron. Grid iron metal. Okay. They even have like home decor things like like big metal planters with uh, the laser cut Longhorn for your back patio. And you said you have a card holder, a business card holder for your desk. It's beautiful orange with the laser oh, nice. cut Longhorn. Yeah. 
Yeah, they have all, sorts all of stuff. kind of gifts. And and it's not just yep. Texas for our fans from other schools. They have AM, they have Texas Tech, they have other schools fully licensed. So go check them out. Yep. Hey, but Texas fans, we're competitive. We need to buy more than those other schools. Absolutely. And more of those, so they'll make more. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Again, don't forget, Canon 12, 15% off. So Oklahoma State, Quan, we talked a lot about OU. We we don't like that state north of Texas. What are the keys to the game for Texas to have a bounce back game and, and show the world? I mean, Oklahoma State's no joke. They're a ranked yeah. team. They're coming they're in strong. Yeah, and you yeah, know what? Was, they so, had two weeks, so they're going to be fresh. We just had two pretty emotional semi-road games. Um, hard fault. Got even, unfortunately, a couple of injuries in it. But um, they, they, they've been fairly healthy, and they got a week off before this one. So the beauty is we're at home, and I see a very different team that, at home. Uh, the fear is <laughs> Sanders is pretty freaking good at – you know, scramble, scrambling and throwing it up too. So we have to figure out the best way on defense to coddle him up and um, keep him from doing what, what Williams was a little bit successful at. On offense, just go back and watch the first half of Oklahoma. And if you can do even three-fourths of that, we're going to be real good. So, man, I, I'm going to tell you, that's the crazy piece of it. And I don't know what the line is, but – What's cracked me up is, you know, we're right. We, we just hung on to being ranked and they're number what, 12, 12. and we're picked to win. People see it. We see it. My young players focus and see what we see. We see you, man. You are balling. You, you really, you are so much better. You're getting better every week. Now just prove yourselves first and foremost. And that's right. So, I'm fired up about it. I'm, I'm optimistic about what we're going to see. Uh, some some are worried because after emotional games, but these guys are machines. They're going to bounce back, be good, and and uh, and, I, and I think we're going to have another really good game. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I, let me ask you this: on the defensive side, do we have the personnel you mentioned? I mean, we know they're QB. They're they're going to be running. They're going to be looking for those big plays. Obviously, that was a key for Oklahoma to beat Texas in this past game. Do we have the personnel? on defense to be able to crash the box a little bit, contain there. Can our secondary keep up with that potential for the long bomb? Can they cover well? Do you think that's a that's a valid way to stay contained? Yeah, or? yeah I, I think we can because if ultimately, if you even look at the, the unbelievable plays that Oklahoma receivers made, our guys was there. I think there was a time. You don't really see the guy running by himself like we saw with CeeDee Lamb or uh, Hollywood Brown a couple of years ago where there was nobody within 10, 15 yards. Our guys are, are, are there. Um, it's just about winning that battle when the time comes. And, and, and even more, the, the, as far as the, the personnel on the other end, schematically and just kind of the ways to do, you know, yes, because we've seen it happen. We have not seen it consistently. We have not seen it necessarily for four quarters, but we've seen it happen. So we just need to be figured out on a way that it, it consistently happens, consistently good to be great. And one thing they need to worry about is I've watched Dungy, uh, not Dungy, he's not, he's not even close <laughs> to Dungy, Gundy, <laughs> Mullet. I've watched <laughs> Mullet for a long time. And especially when he has two weeks, he's drawn up at the bare minimum eight trick plays. And when Gundy got up on good starts for us, it was that. 
as good as our defenses were, he is a good play caller and, and, and he got out those trick plays with the tight end or the fake field goals, all of that. So be ready and very disciplined on the defensive side so that we can continue to not see the wide open guy and now just make a few more of those 50-50 plays and, then, and, that, and that'll help your team. Yeah, what I'm seeing from Oklahoma State's wins, they have four of their five games were at home. Uh, they won all of those. Their biggest win might be Kansas State, maybe Baylor. I don't know why Baylor was ranked. I'll say that every week. But they went on the road and had a one-point win against Boise State. That's their only road game. So they haven't really been tested on the road. Um, I know that blue turf may seem super hostile, but uh, that was their biggest, that was their only road game and they won it by one point. What I'm seeing though, is that they, their defense, their rushing defense is really good. They, Kansas State, who is known for run, running the ball, establishing the line of scrimmage, they only gave up 62 yards of rushing to Kansas State. So I think the challenge this week will be again for Sark to find ways to get you know, our running backs, the ball in space, you know, keep spreading them out, find ways to like, he's been doing, getting the ball and different being creative. I know we gave a lot of away, a lot of away this last weekend on at the OU game, the OU game, but I have a feeling another thing that's going to be a key to this game is to keep Oklahoma state to field goal attempts because their, their kicker is completely inconsistent. Big 12 play. He's 50% kicks oh. so if we can keep them his he made one last week because it was a gimme at 20 yards so I think if we can keep him having to make 35 40 plus yard field goal attempts that could be a difference in the game you said the spread what was the spread right now Texas is favored by five and a half thoughts that's on that yeah that's interesting and I, I want to co-sign on something this Oklahoma State team is a very a very different team than what we've seen you know, I played against the Des Bryans, all these guys, and they were spread like crazy, and they were tr- chunking it all over the place. This Oklahoma team, is, Oklahoma State team, is, is really more of a run-first team, which which Gundy had to do. I mean, and, which is interesting, mainly to take care of the ball because Sanders will also throw it to us. But um, this is just a different team. So if it's going to be that run-level game, so you got a really good run offense, which – a little worrisome with the way we ended the second half last year, last week, but, um, and then a really good run defense uh, that, that that's why I think they're five and zero. And, and, and Baylor again, I, I, they beat them at home, but I mean, Baylor only has one loss and that's to them. So I think they're getting a little bit better, even though it's hard for me to fathom and my, my, my Waco perspective to Baylor. We, we, we're not even going to get on that. I don't know. <laughs> But um, no, no, really, that's that's a good point. They're a different team now. Um, they're running first. They're really maybe even 70, 30, uh, you know, run versus pass. So just re-preparing for that with, with some adjustments on the D-line. And, and I think we've seen the new depth, depth chart. And then to your point, you're always better off when, when you're holding them to, to fill those versus um, those touchdowns. So, man, I, I'm liking what, what I'm seeing and, and from what I've heard from a response standpoint, I think the guys have, have already processed and, and are getting ready for these guys. I think another cool thing that we've got to mention. So Fox's pregame, the big noon kickoff, their show is going to be in Austin this weekend. So that helps feed in the fan hype, the excitement surrounding that. And Quan, as a player, I'm sure you know better than all of us how much that feeds into your mentality as a player right oh, like the dude, fan hype the, the stuff that surrounds it's it funny the you said that. 
that because I was I was sitting there in my head and I was like, you got another 11 o'clock kickoff. You have an absolutely emotional game. And I didn't know when I was going to say it, but I was going to say what else going to help our team is for it to be 104,000 people there. Yep. No way, no way around it. Like we, we have to, what I felt for the first time, even at that game Saturday, I don't know that I've ever felt like that. I, I don't know that I've ever felt our fans be that insane. And you know fun. what I did that. And, and again, we know the SEC stuff. That's what happens in the SEC. And I, and, and, and it's, listen, we don't like them. We, 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 we're not going to go over there and scream that, but you got to give it's due. They are that crazy weekly. Um, for, they, they just are. And, and I was like, Whoa, Whoa. I put like this. I felt the game. I, I felt it as a fan. Um, and, and, and I'm usually pretty, I try to say calm because I get too crazy, but I, I, I couldn't, it, it brought it out of me in a way. So making a difference, having a home field advantage matters like crazy. So another piece of it with Fox coming to town, they have their game. They, we have all this good stuff, show up and let's freaking go beat another ranked team because our goals are still standpoint. Let's freaking do it. Like I'm, I'm fired up because that's what I say as a player. Sure. I'm fired up because we have another ranked team coming in. It's Oklahoma, but fans, I know it hurt, but there's no better way to get over that hurt than to help your team when they get a few of their false starts and all that and and to go see your boys ball. Come early and be loud, right? Yes. Yeah, I I definitely have to say big shout out to to the fans that were at the the, at the Cotton Bowl. It it was electric. You could feel it in the air. The air was vibrating. It was incredible. And I think if we can bring that heat at DKR all day, every day, this team is going to be unstoppable at home. There's no question. Um, I I did want to touch one thing uh, just real quick on Oklahoma State. Quan, you had mentioned, you know, Sanders has the ability, you know, they're definitely going to go to that run first, but he does have the ability to throw, but he's going to be thrown to our guys too, right? I I think we're going to see Jamison had some incredible plays. Um, I, I believe it was him in the end zone on the Oklahoma side, perfectly defended ball. He got in there, got, I mean, I, I see a big game from Jamison. I think he's going to be hyped up and lit up and, and he's, and again, to your point, while they are a run first team, they don't have guys like Chubba Hubbard anymore. Right. right? So, and Texas, our defenders are used to going up in practice against the likes <laughs> of Bijan Robinson and, and, you know, Brooks even, and we've got Keelan and we've got Rojo. Our guys are used to having to defend some pretty, great runners. So I agree. Stopping that run, forcing Sanders to throw is going to be incredible. And then yes, the fans have to bring it, man. We've, we've got to show up and show that we love our guys no matter what. And look, it is a undefeated ranked team coming into our house. There's absolutely, I don't care that it's 11 in the morning. I'll be drinking at six. Y'all come and join me. Let's get there. Let's get hyped up. Let's show up and show them that we're the best damn fans around. I, I, I'm, I'm here for that. I'm hyped. I'm ready to run through a wall. <laughs> me too. And you know what else? Rocky brought it up and, and you talked about their special teams. How many plays have our special? Again, we had, we had, we had the unfortunate situation, but we're blocking kicks like consistently. Their kickers like, got to be scared. <laughs> Jameson's yeah. literally one shoestring away from taking one to the house. Right. Yeah. We're going to get the back end of the kickoff return team. 
worked out. I think it already is. It was just one little situation of our youngster trying to make a little bit too much. Got a little hot. He's a freshman. Yeah, he's a freshman. He was on fire. And he should have had all the confidence at that point. Fire. So that's one of those things. But that's what's, I mean, getting fired up. Hey, Banks is doing his. I've been begging for us to have a special teams that matter for a while. Oh, we have it. We had, we took such pride in, in the way we did special teams Griffin. I think he still owns the record for block kicks and stuff. Like we had all of that. So that piece of it, you know, if their special teams is inconsistent, they better watch out because ours is not. Ours is, again, talk about the phases that are getting better every day. Our special teams is really one of them. And, uh, and you know, Dickers, he's hitting those kicks. He had a great game. Versus Oklahoma again, punted his butt off. Their punter did hit a freaking like a ninety yard one time. It was a but lot of said, but... You know what? I'm gonna hit a seventy one. So, <laughs> hey, so that's the cool thing about special teams too. I think that's special teams get us any points. I think we're gonna have a really good day. Love I think it. Yeah, also a big benefit to Texas right now. Um, you know, we're averaging forty five points a game, and Oklahoma State's only averaging twenty five points a game. That is shocking considering they're normally a high-flying offense and they're struggling to put up points this year. 25 is not a lot when they've had four games at home. So what I'm looking at, Texas is so balanced. Like we have all these Bijan highlights, but we are actually 52% of our yards right now are from passing, 48 rushing. So we're right at a good split balance. When we run, we can run. When we pass, we can pass. So I'm excited about that, that if, Whatever, if Oklahoma State's coming with a, you know, a balanced defense, we have a balanced offense. So that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, totally agree. All right. So we'll pick this game in a few moments when we pick our other game. We're going to pick a few games. So we'll, we'll tease you a bit with our, our predictions coming up, our game day pre- score predictions. But there's a couple of things we have to touch on and we got to move on quickly. Let's, let's fly through these kind of rapid fire style. Aggies, congratulations. On beating number one Alabama at home, we won't talk about how you rushed the field. Yeah, we are. We're going to talk about how you rushed the field. But congratulations. (laughs) Nobody thought you would do it. Nobody thought you could do it. And you did. Congratulations. Look, I'll eat crow. I'll eat crow. I I definitely was razzing the Aggies. And (laughs) I think we all, I mean, hell, everyone, we're we're saying 17. They're only, Alabama's only favored by 17. (laughs) I don't like Jimbo Fisher. I don't care for him as a person, but he came with a proper game plan and they executed. There was no question. Alabama looked out of sorts. They looked absolutely pedestrian against the Aggies. So you have got to give credit where it is due as much as it might chap my ass to say it. They played an incredible game. Again, Kyle Field showed up. What were we just talking about? Mm-hmm. I think I don't know that, and again, Kyle Phil's been crazy. We all know that. It has its traditional bourgeois, but there's a difference in traditional pageantry to I'm just going to be bad, crazy, and make a difference in this game. That's what we saw. That's Watching that game, I'll, I mean, I could hear it through this. I was like, bro, they are crazy mm-hmm. at freaking Kyle Phil. And, and, and it was it looked every bit of it. And again, for first time in a very long time, to your point, Alabama was out of sorts. That they, they, which I will say this, 
You know when they were too, when they were in Florida. They, they didn't look like yep. themselves in Florida either. That's true. Like, especially in the O-line and D-line, they've been getting, you know, beat a little bit in, in, in that space. And so, um, yeah, man, that, that was the kudos to that. Again, you, you got to give it what it's due because best believe we want. Do often and damn it, it's due now. So <laughs> I know you're a Hannah, you're friends with old Billy over there. So uh, I'm, I'm I, I, he uh, actually, a lot of people don't know this, but me and Billy go way back. So. Oh, I'm Billy, sorry. whatever. Get you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got to deal with him sometimes, but nah. Um, man, but nah, for real. Aggies. Yeah. You did your thing. Good, good for them. Yeah, good for their quarterback. I mean, they, they've been really hard on him, and he's done. You know, he is not NFL talent, but he's done the best he absolutely can, and he has worked his ass off, and he loves his team. Good for him. He had his one moment, and this is what he's going to go down in history for. I don't know about Zach that. Zach Calzada, uh, beat number one, beat number it's one. Early. It's early to say that. It is early, but I agree. He will go in history for this moment. This for game. this moment. Absolutely. Good for him. Absolutely. Good they for him. Make, they, and they should. He did. He brought a great night to that town. And it, yeah, like you said, they've been ragging him and riding him, and and he came through. <laughs> right. <laughs> A statue. I don't know. I, I think it's a little early to call on him. Yeah, he had a bad game the game before. Uh, no question there. But uh, he bounced back, man. He he responded and he played his ass off. It, he looked quality to me. If he has more games like that, I'm not going to say he's not going to be an NFL talent, especially like looking up in the next couple of drafts. We don't have a whole lot of quarterback talent real deep in the next few drafts that are coming well, up so who knows? I think he could develop yeah I think yeah. His measurables are more what would hold him back um he's definitely has that moxie because to overcome the way they played the last couple of weeks and just stick trust the, trust the staff trust the plan he at the end you can tell he's a little wobbly injured and he was still running for his life for first downs I mean I have to give it to that kid and there was a problem yeah. like are they going to put him back in the game didn't he just take a head shot but that's that's I'm not the medical professional on that sideline <laughs> unlike the Jeez. game last night <laughs> unlike the game oh, last my night but, oh my oh, no, god the Cowboys Oh, the oh, Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys. You know, yeah, oh. no, that was Sunday. Sorry, the games, the weeks. Are yeah, crazy. dude, this was not a good weekend for head injuries. That was that was scary. Yeah, was. That was scary. But he got up yeah. wobbling. Again, props to twenty seven for for popping up, and he immediately recognized yeah. that that he was and wobbling. He, and he was there. He jumped right and in see, to, yeah. to help him and support him. So scary moment for. Oh, Jones. But, Jones. Props to him for Daniel for Jones. Being aware. For, yeah, thank you, Daniel Jones. Jones. Yeah, well, all the, the Giants the, were dropping like flies. Yeah, yeah they were. Oh, yeah, they were. Yeah. <laughs> it was and, and, uh, was ugly. But the um, last but not least on the Aggie, because I really don't like talking right. about that school that often. Kudos to the them capturing the moment of his family because that that is cool. Yeah, and that that was um, that I know that's gonna be super special for for them, and so um, hey. Yeah, that was a beautiful moment. Weekend, but whatever. <laughs> I wanted Alabama to go down. I'm not gonna. I'm, if I'm being real honest, I don't know that I want them to be. <laughs> right. <I> the <laughs> best thing that could have happened to the Texas <laughs> dropping that game to OU is to watch the Aggies win um, that night. That just <laughs> uh, that was perfection. 
terrible. Like, like yay! I was, <laughs> I was, I, I told y'all I was with an Aggie fan, and I wish they would have won more graciously, but they did. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. So last night, we'll, we'll just keep flying through. So much happened. We got to talk. Um, last night, Ravens, Colts, Colts were up big. What's it like to get up big and then lose? I don't know. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then here comes Lamar Jackson, breaks the Baltimore record for passing yards when people say, oh, we can't pass. Homeboy lit it up when it mattered most. There was one, you talked to the ref early, we talked about the ref decisions earlier, even in the NFL. He was obviously down short of the goal line and they were like, play on, touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> what do you love about that game? Bringing out- uh, you know, I, love, I, love when, I love when people put labels on you mm-hmm. and you can see in a prove them wrong all, all the time. You know, I, 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 it, I struggle listening to games because the the announcers they they know it all and and again you can call the beauty of what I like about Craig Way is he calls what he sees but he keeps his opinion out of a lot of it well on the NFL level or the TV broadcasts no they have a lot of opinion and, and it's almost like they're still acting surprised that Lamar Jackson hit somebody in the numbers and I'm like dude the guy can throw you know he, he literally is he's good He's really good. And so for him to do it that way with his arm, to break those records, to make two, you know, two point conversion throws where the, where he's getting right, he's in the pocket. Why not use these million dollar legs of yours, but he can throw two and to see him do it that way and to come back like he did. That was so cool, man. I, I've been falling asleep on half these games because I'm getting old, but I stayed up for that one and it was super cool. And 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 even his answer afterwards just team 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 right. and, and and that's that's cool stuff you know I, I equally love Jay Tuck hitting that 66 yard a few weeks back I but I find myself Duvernay. because of can't talk about it with Megan. Duvernay. yeah it's fine my Lions fan oh e- I'll never I'll never not see He's that so yeah. well and then them be- trotting out Jay Tuck yeah. like you gotta love yeah. it that he was the captain for that for the overtime oh yeah for even the call. Overtime. right after their blanket right. kicker missed the kick they bring out our kicker well, not our, our kicker yeah. they bring out their kicker yeah that was a our, boss he's our, move Justin Tucker's that was our. a boss move they brought out yeah. the kicker to go stand in Wentz's face or whatever and be like yep I'm here <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and, and Quan, yeah, it is insane to me that that Lamar Jackson still isn't getting the respect. They said last night, and I'm looking at the stats now, he's the, you know, he's among some pretty elite company for the most wins by a quarterback before the age of 25. Yeah. Like it's insane. He's he's got uh, you know, 37 wins, tons of completions, like his yardage eight over eight over eighty one hundred yards. Well, one of the issues before is, he's 25. Um, you know. John Crazy. Gruden says he's not a good quarterback. <laughs> what does John Gruden know? Really oh, nothing. Let's, let's he's unemployed. Great transition. He's unemployed. Great transition. That old well, Gruden. Talk about John Gruden. Well, but that's that's one of the problems is the talking heads and and you know what's funny about Chucky? I actually uh, <laughs> play. I Jay Gruden was on the Bengals with me, and good lord, he he was a uh, he was a little he was a little arrogant. And, and and so kind of my experience with the Grudens and, and not to, to bash anybody, um, but you can bring the, you they, can bring the realness. Um, that's all right. But the realness, you know, it just I didn't have the best relationship with him. And I, I, I wasn't I try to live my life on humility because I'm not perfect. And and even if you accomplish things, you can be very humble and 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 
equally accomplished. And, and I just didn't always get that in from, from Jay or now on for what, what we see in, in John. And I had some in my gut always. I told, you know, Oakland fans that I know very well. I was like, man, y'all got y'all's guy back. I was like, I don't know what it is about him though. I don't know, man. It's just something that just doesn't. And I think, um, you know, it's, we see it now and it's been revealed and it's so weird, man, because he's, you know, you, you say you can make bad, everybody, people make bad choices with me is what is the intent? Are you consistently oh, right. that person? Are you, um, if you put it in email that much, right? that's who you are. Yeah, this isn't it, something like, that was like, just an isolated incident like 10 really, years ago. Really, ugly stuff. Right. You know, it was, I, I have said stuff I probably shouldn't before in my lifetime. We but it's have. not, it, it's certainly not consistent. And it's certainly not that. Oh, heck no. Um, it, it's certainly not hate filled. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and that's that's what's unfortunate that most of what we, what's been revealed it, is hate filled. Um, and, and it's, Ignorant. we all make our mistakes, but it, when, it, when there's that hate filled intent mm -hmm. behind it, that, that's tough to, um, to, to, tough to survive, I guess. And, and certainly with going back to the players who, who make a living and, and they started out pretty decent and I feel bad for those guys on the team who come to work every day and take care of their business. And because even them Sunday versus what we saw the weeks before car, all these people have been balling, honestly. Been playing well, a new stadium, you're in Vegas. And, and, and then this crazy stuff and it truly affects their careers. Do you think that's a relief to some of the players, though? I mean, some NFL are, are, are black players, you know, <laughs> no, and, and some of the stuff he said was. <laughs> <laughs> but he said some pretty ugly things and some pretty racially motivated things. Yeah. Yeah. Homophobic things um, and... Is that a relief to the players? I've always is had it... the saying, um, as weird as it sounds, you know, I talked to my old man and he lived in the days where, you know, racist war hoods and stuff like that and i said man i, I kind of wish they still did and he was like what that's weird i was like well at least i know who they are because now the, the same people with some of those hearts just took them off and they're around us every day and you never know it and so i don't know if it's a relief to some of those 100 percent um they're like that's such a distraction and man i, I didn't know like that i mean because if you think about it and not to saying he's a slave owner but the slave owners did things to slaves that you're like home but i thought you didn't like them and um and that's a really ugly history of of, of that piece of it um so no you know I, I think it's a relief because now that it's out and it's become quite the distraction um and yeah man uh, hopefully you know what though I'll, I'll end with this piece of it hopefully he can figure out to do all his bread. He's going to do all that. He doesn't have to work another day in his life. Probably not going to get an NFL or commentating job, but maybe if he made a scholarship for inner city kids, he can at least save some kind of face. Would it be authentic? Some question that I don't care if it changed the kids and change their trajectory. That's all that matters. So right. hopefully there's some time. With good go. stuff. Yeah. Like That's a great take. Yeah. Great take. My concern is if he's in the position of being a leader of men and he degrades 
all kinds of men and women. That's just, how are you a leader of men? I don't care how many plays you can draw up on a chalkboard. If you're a disgusting human, you should not be a leader of men. I, that's that's where I, I'm at. There's, you can go find other things to do with your disgusting thoughts. I, I agree, but in the last few years, there's a lot of leaders or people in position of leadership. Absolutely. That, um, that um, you know, that don't have the heart that I think you should have. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's, well, that's where we've been for a little bit. Now, hopefully uh, people can see it for what it is and, and try to well, treat people better. I, I will say that again, glass half full. I'm going to focus on it came out and action happened. There yeah. was some accountability there. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of what about ism going on. I'm not interested in that. I, I, there's accountability for his actions and his consistent actions and words throughout. And that to me, it's a small step, but it's a step and it's a change where, you know, we haven't seen that necessarily in the NFL. We haven't seen that in leadership roles before. So are are there still a bunch of other issues? None of this happened in 2021. Um, you know, whoever he sent these emails to, they were okay with these emails. I mean, is went back and forth with these emails for years, right? It's like, uh, it took an investigation about some other stuff that, no, not, not, not very good stuff that ultimately revealed this. But it's like he felt. I'll end it with this. He felt really comfortable sending these emails right. to the people he was sending these emails to. So um, that that's a whole nother kind of something to chew on mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if there's that many, he felt really, really comfortable. Right. Yeah, but again, accountability is here and people are on notice now. Your work emails, turns out, aren't private. They belong <laughs> to your work. <laughs> and so right. your work has the right to look at it. And so... Who knows? Who knows? Hopefully some good, more good comes of this for sure. All right. Speaking of more good, let's wrap it up. <laughs> we have three <laughs> games. We're only going to pick three games this week. There weren't, there's not a lot of great stuff to pick from. So we're just going to have three good games, a ranked Kentucky, Georgia, a ranked Alabama at Mississippi state. And I'll tell you why we're picking that game in a second. Then of course, Oak state at Texas. Um, we'll start with six and O Kentucky, number 11, going to six and O Georgia. Kentucky has solid mm-hmm. wins against, they beat Florida. they handled LSU, which is, is still a good win. And they're averaging 31 points a game, Georgia six and oh, their biggest win is probably Auburn because Clemson turned out to not be nothing. And we still don't know about Arkansas, what they really are yet, but they did handle our Auburn 34, 10. Who do you got? Georgia is favored by 23 and a half. That is a huge Ooh. spread for two undefeated teams. I'll start with you, Megan. Um, who do you what do you say about Georgia being favored by? Well, just pick against the spread. Yeah, I'll pick against the spread. I, I think Georgia wins this game. I don't think they beat the spread. Um, I do think this is a little bit of a wake up call for Kentucky. They've been playing some really good football. Uh, you know, it told me Kentucky would be six zero at this point in the season. Yeah. I laughed at you, but they're playing good football, man. And and I think they're going to show up. Um, I, I think Georgia ultimately is going to be too much for them to handle. They walk away with a win, but yeah, I, I'm going to take Georgia for the win, but not to beat the spread. Okay. Hannah. So <laughs> it was a couple of weeks ago when Georgia played Arkansas and the spread was 18. And I remember saying and thinking that seems like a lot, 
lo and behold, they bumped them by way more than that. So <laughs> I, you know, when it comes to Georgia, I'm not really sure what to think. I don't know if Kentucky is better or worse than Arkansas. Um, I would like to think that Kentucky makes it a little bit closer, but they're going to win by at least two touchdowns. Okay. It's a good call. I like that. I have a question. Isn't Soup set Kentucky? Yes. Isn't Soup set Kentucky? Isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, Georgia's going to so. win. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know that they're going to beat them by more than 23. I, I just, but they are at home and, and their lights out. Their defense is phenomenal. So I, I think um, George, I'm like y'all. George is going to win, and I'd even say three touchdowns. But man, to win by you know 23, 24, even as good as they are, because I I do think they're absolutely head and above uh, over everybody. It's actually, especially after seeing Alabama go down, um, their defense is that special. But um, who, they've only given up I think 37 points all year. All year we're six games in. That's how good their defense is. It's a crazy and, number. And and so, yeah, and in today's offenses, that's that's nuts. So, but I picked Georgia to win. Maybe not, probably won't cover the spread, but I think that I think they'll win by which by the way, a 14-point win is a big deal. A 21-point win is a big deal. 23 is insane. Yeah, I agree with you um, with everyone. I have Kentucky to cover. I ride around that two touchdown range. Georgia will still pull away. All right, moving on. So the reason I picked this Alabama game is because Mississippi State beat the Aggies, um, and then Alabama is going to Mississippi State. Does Mississippi State have a little, you know, some little confidence going in this, hosting this, uh, well, number five Alabama at home, but smelling a little blood in the water. Alabama just got kicked down by the Aggies. Mississippi State's only three and two, but they and they lost awful to LSU, but they beat the Aggies at AM. and We'll start with you, Hannah. The spread is, again, Alabama got a 17-point spread. What do you have? I know what Mike Leach can do. <laughs> um, I am a wins. They're mad that they just lost. I think that they can pull it together. They're a well, uh, well, usually a lot more disciplined team, but they have it in them. I don't know that they – what's the spread again? 17. 18, 17? Okay. 17. Mm-hmm. Watch it be like 16 points. They beat them like just under it. <laughs> All right. So Alabama does yeah. not cover. All right. Come on. What you barely, got? Barely. No, man. I, Mississippi State's in trouble. Um, <laughs> I don't know that Saban's lost two games in 30 years. Um, in a row. Guy in two games in a row in 30 years. Uh, he bounces back. He's lost some games. Lost to Auburn. He's lost to other people. Lost to LSU. But he does not usually lose I would be very okay if it happened, but I don't think it's happened. And honestly, I think he's going to cover too. I think they are peace. And so they're going to go in there and they got a lot to prove because ultimately, sure, they only dropped them to five, but the, the, there's a lot of schools in position in front of them to win out and, and, and get to that playoff. You know, he, the, he's, he realized, and he still has to play Georgia, by the way. Mm-hmm. So he needs to get some style points. He needs to get back in that, final three, four, whatever it may be, if he ever, if he wants to have that chance, because I do think down the road, Georgia's going to kick their butt. So I think they're going to win and cover. All right. Megan. Yeah. yeah I'm going to, I'm going to say the same. I, I would not have wanted to be 
anywhere near that locker room after that loss for, for Alabama. I, I'm sure Saban just went nuclear. Um, I, I think they're they're pissed. I mean, his halftime interview and then his at the end. Uh, yeah, I I don't see any slack being given in practice this week. So I, I with all apologies to my my friends at Mississippi State. Man, I think Alabama comes in pissed off. I think they come in with a point to prove, and I think they win it by more than three touchdowns. Like I'm, I'm going to give them that 23-24. I think they come in and wreck shop and take out all their anger. So yeah, Alabama to win and to cover. All right, I agree. Win and cover right around that 17 mark. They will pull away. I think it'll be more of a battle because the crowd will be way into it to the first half. But that second half is going to be a different game for Mississippi State and Alabama will pull away. I say they cover right about the 17. All right, um, let's finish off with Texas. Oklahoma State coming to Texas. We've given you all the numbers earlier. One of the most interesting numbers about the line is it started at 65.5 over unders is down to under 60. So people are buying someone's defense. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But the over under is Texas five and a half. And I'll start this time with you, Quan. Texas five and a half. Give me your score prediction. Then my score, especially with the way our offense and then ball. Because um, I, I do think Oklahoma is probably going to be the best D-line we've seen. Uh, their their D-line was really good. So if we could pull off, we pull off 48, you know, the, the numbers we did versus them, I'm hoping we can continue that at home versus Oklahoma. So o- Oklahoma State. So I'm saying UT, I think about our average. What are we at, 45, 42? What are we, our average? We, 45 we are, points. Yeah, we're averaging 45 points a game. I think we're going to go UT 42, Oklahoma State 28. I think we're going to. I think the progress I'm seeing, and and it's not drinking the Kool-Aid, it's truly, one, we have the best player on the planet. (laughs) Um, Highlight him and and, and let him do his thing and let him get to New York. Uh, But two, what Casey's been doing is, well in that offense and I think PK is he's he hears a lot of people and he's about to say y'all kiss it our defense is about to do something so oh yeah and I forgot that that special team score so 42 28 all right Megan yeah I look I think Texas comes out I think they certainly beat the spread I think think they also I'm taking the over I I don't see how that line is moving backwards after what we just saw in Dallas I mean, we know Texas can put up numbers. So especially if we get more than one running back in the game and we give our guys a little bit of relief and keep Mm. it a little, mix it up a bit. uh, I'm going to take Texas 55, 31. I think it's it's certainly a two score win. And I think it's a high scoring game. Wow. That's going to be some some sparks flying. I'd be so happy. Hannah. (laughs) I think similar. Um, I'll go with 48 to to 31. I like that number. All right. 48, 31. I have, I'm going with the averages 45, 24. I feel like nothing. Already. I have 45, 24. Um, just cause I feel like we're not too high, not too low, pull away, cover solid win. I don't yeah. see how Oklahoma state's all going to send have more offense, but I do feel like their defense will. Yeah. 45, huge on their defense. So I'm going to say 45, 24. 
and big win. That's a huge win. Yeah. yeah. All right. Going so everyone's going to be at the game. Our again, our right? Oh, yeah. Going to be there. Oh. Going to be loud. Going to be obnoxious. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. We got to be there. We got to support these young men and women for those who are banding it, cheerleading it, and everything else. Just flat out working. So I'm fired up about getting up there and coming back home and, and feeling normal without that other color that close to me. And, uh, and uh, seeing, our, seeing, the, seeing the young man go back. You know, at home, the end of the I day, think, we still control our own destiny. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah. You know, and I think, that, I think that that conversation has been given to them in a very mature way and in and, and a leading way. Uh, and, and they do believe in, in everything this coaching staff tells them and, and are trying on every level to execute and focus on their level. So I, I think they, 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 they keep adding bricks. I think they add a brick. We'll, we'll, we'll see some of the scores that we throw, we threw out there. Yeah. Agree. All right, let's wrap it up. Um, thank you everybody for listening to fire the cannon. Thank you so much. Quan Cosby, Texas Yay. Longhorn legend for taking time from your day to spend with us. Talk about the emotional roller coaster we've been on the last few days. Appreciate you being <laughs> a bit of honest and a bit yeah, therapy. being yes. honest with us and sharing, <laughs> sharing your thoughts on the game. So I'll, we'll wrap it up. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Rocky. I'm Hannah. Quan, hook em. And I'm Megan. And we are fire the cannon. X gon' give it to you. Wait for you to get it on your own. X gon' deliver to you. Knock, knock, open up the door to spill.